Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to For Geek's Sake. My name is Al Sterling. Just want to open up with saying, screw you, Liz. You're back. I'm so glad that that fall from the window didn't screw you. Damage you. for my intricate ramp system. Irreparably. Irre- I, irreparably? The thing that pissed me off the most is that you guys waited till after the show to do anything about the fact that I was laying. I ordered you a lift. Listen, the yeah. show. The hospital. The show Did must they not go show? on. All right. Like there was no stopping. We had very important things to cover. I'm Maybe just... if you've been wearing this shirt, it would have been easier for the emergency workers to find you. <laughs> Don't be hating on the pink. I mean, did the show stop when Bran fell out of the window on Game of Thrones? No, no it, it had to go In on. In a lot of ways, it started there. That's exactly. right. Oh. Kaboom. I mean, uh, I the end of episode The things one. I do for love, Al. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in the studio today with producer Dan. Hey, everybody. Co-host Liz. Hello. Technical director Eli. Holding it down. And joining us, we are so very pleased to have with us, from Shakespeare's Ghostbusters, the breakout fringe hit. Miss Pamela Stone. Thanks for having me. Uh, we are doing it this week in B-roll, uh, but we are opening and talking about uh, the fringe uh, the, the fringe show that you missed, uh, and you're dumb for missing it. Or that okay, you saw everybody and, in this and room loved. missed it as well. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> we're gonna say, but a couple, before that, a couple of things we need to get taken care of. First, uh, Avengers Four. I know. So Avengers 4 was supposed to be dropping a bunch of new information. We're recording Wednesday. We're recording a day late mm-hmm. on Wednesday. Uh-huh. And I know for a fact that now that we're recording, there's literally Avengers oh, it's, 4 news. Oh, it's all coming out right now. Right now. Wait, should we, should we try and get like yes, a, like a this just phones. in? We will do live updates. If I, happen. I'm just, I'm certain with just there. They, they unveiled a bunch of information apparently at EuroCineCon, mm-hmm. like a European cinema, CineCon thing or whatever the hell it is. Uh, but nothing that anybody was allowed to share with anybody else. So just screw you. Um, the only thing I've got is two hours ago, Avengers 4 footage shown to Lucky Few. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. That can, would I, be it. can I be one of them? And, right. half, and half of them are now gone. Right. <laughs> <laughs> S- nice. Yeah, Spoilers. <laughs> nice. You know right, the thing, 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 your mom is so fat, Thanos had to snap twice. I saw that. Uh, <laughs> that's one of my favorites. <laughs> I, have not, I have not heard a great your mama joke in so long. That is that one's classic. Oh, <laughs> oh that's Lord. good. I love it. <laughs> the, uh, anyway. I feel like in this day and age, like, can we still laugh at those jokes though? Because like, as a woman, we like, just did. That's funny. <laughs> it's like, are your mom jokes still the only things that are? They're like politically correct. Like, you're, you're, they're not really racist. Generic, they're not. Yeah, right. they're generic. They're totally kosher. Uh, I mean, you can make it, it your daddy if it makes you feel better. I mean, everybody I don't has a mom. That makes fine. me feel way, way worse. No, okay. Well, then, <laughs> then you're welcome. But uh, as like as like an old man, I do get that feeling like I'm at work sometimes, and I'm like, your mom. But I always stop. Halfway through, and I'm like, is their mom alive or dead? I have to remember that before I oh say this. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. This just took a yeah. really sad turn. Exactly. Oh yeah. uh, anyway. Way to bring us down. But so, still, <laughs> good joke. Also, uh, uh, I wanted to also make sure that we mentioned this is the last week for that giveaway on iTunes. Mm-hmm. So we have, of course, the five games that we are giving away. Oh, did you know what happened? You don't know what happened on Monday. What happened on Monday? I made an executive decision. Oh, he did. Oh. Uh, yeah. Yeah, this context controversial, very controversial on the Reddit forums for Geek's sake and Days of uh, Dreams of Delos. Now, fair enough. Days of Delos, Dreams of Delos, Dreams of Delos, Dreams of Delos. Of course, being our Westworld uh, recap review show Mm -hmm. that you can check. It drops every Monday ish. Um, (laughs) So uh, yeah, reviews on iTunes of either Dreams of Delos or of the uh, of us on iTunes uh, for Geek's sake on iTunes does not matter how much you give us. Although we would prefer that you were not kind. We are giving away five, count them, five games available through Steam on both Mac and PC. 
Mafia 3, NBA Playgrounds, Lost Castle, Moon Hunter, and Kerbal Space Program. Yeah, remember so, how I told you guys all about them last week and was so good at telling you yeah, all about no, all you those games Yeah, no, you didn't. You skipped the games. I said that we had games. You didn't leave me with notes. Ooh. Yes, I did, actually. Uh-oh. I actually posted it on, on the Slack channel, FGS Internal. Ooh. Check me. What? What? Anyway, uh, give me those ways. So this is your last week to do so. We'll be doing the drawing, and one lucky winner will uh, get those five games to keep themselves or give out or whatever you want to do with them. Uh, other thing. Oh, last piece. I listen. I, I know you guys remember. I told you before. Uh, I, I'm running the our, our Twitter page, mm-hmm. and uh, Mikey Newman from Movies Mikey liked my tweet. Yeah, yeah, he did. yeah. yeah. Uh, guess what? I got Dan Casey to like one of my tweets as well. I nice. saw that. Nice. Yeah. I was very yeah. excited. That is Dan Casey of Nerdist. Uh, who does the Dan Cave and does a bunch of other things on Nerdist, and uh, including Musk Watch, which he stole from us. Saying, mm-hmm. calm down, guys, because pretty soon you're gonna be able to say. I listened to them before they were super famous. Oh, no. Dan Casey's already famous. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. Right. That's, I, oh, I, okay. I, I, that's the joke. I, okay. uh, I also wanted to share with you one other, one other piece here. Um, there's a movie coming out called Serenity starring Matthew McConaughey. Mm-hmm. Nothing to do with Firefly. Mm-hmm. And I saw it mm-hmm. and I clicked on it and I'm like, what? And so right at the top, I just I saw it immediately. <laughs> His blood pressure doubled. <laughs> I just, I was like, whoa. whoa. Were so you I, wearing an Apple Watch at the time? I was not, thank God. <laughs> uh, but I did right there. Like, I didn't look at anything else. I saw that and literally immediately posted the comment. Was hashtag not my serenity. And uh, and hit and then I started reading the comments and let me tell you what there's like a thousand brown coats that have lost their goddamn <laughs> minds on this thing. I feel so bad for this movie. Oh, they they need no. to change the name because the thing's that gonna is, fail. That is an intense fan base. You do it not is. mess with our hopes and dreams. Seriously. You don't. And like, who doesn't who doesn't do a quick check? I mean, is there anything else called Serenity recently? Like, mm. I mean, it, granted, the movie came out. I guess it was like oh six. I think it was oh five oh six. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's like been. That. It's been like 10 years or so, but still, too soon. you should have you known. Still too soon. You should have known. We are a rabid fan base. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's that. Cool. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Good uh, This is uh, episode uh, 167. Mm-hmm. Uh, 167, of course, uh, being the exact number of times that I bounced down the intricate ramp system. <laughs> <laughs> True. You should be more careful. <laughs> Watch out, Johnny Knoxville. Because uh, she threw me out the window onto our Instagram system. It's Be- a long story. Because I'm pretty. <laughs> no, that's not what I was trying to bring. A whole firefly thing. You're not pretty. I was trying to bring a whole firefly thing in here just for you. Oh, Ryan Wed. No, let's not do that on the way. All right. So let's go into some. So we're doing it this week in B roll because there's just too much stuff. Uh, but we are starting with uh, Miss Pam Stone, who has just uh, recently finished up her one night. Uh, no, no. It was a spectacular no, one night review mu- in the multiple. 11th Street lot. No, no that, was, was that was Maureen. Oh, it was multiple nights? Totally oh, that, was that was Maureen. I was thinking it was Maureen. Yeah, you, you're getting sorry. her mixed up. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah we had like eight shows at the Fringe plus a follow-up show. So. Gotcha. Okay, yeah. Maureen does the 11th Street lot. That's a different thing. Okay, I'm so, I get them confused. Uh, dude, what, what's up? Hi. Hi. <laughs> so Shakespeare's Ghostbusters. Just, just give us a recap of what exactly this bad boy is. Well, um, I mean, it feels like it's somewhat self-explanatory, but let's walk through it. It's extremely self-explanatory. It's basically it was a one-hour show that was the movie Ghostbusters, but done in the language of the Bard. Uh, it started out as a staged reading at the Toronto Fringe Festival, and one of our producers, Dina Flowers, with Hardly Working Productions, she went up and was kind of scouting new and infor- you know new shows and everything at Toronto, and saw it and just fell in love with the show. Uh, our other producer, David Strauss, with Homicidal Orphan Productions, he reached out to, and it's a great name, right? Hardly <laughs> working on Homicidal Orphans. They're great production <laughs> company That's just names. amazing. 
That alone is, I'm sorry, continue. Oh, it gets even better. So they reached out to this um, group that wrote the script Shakespeare's Ghostbusters called The Coincidence Men, another great name, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and set it up, got the rights, and we brought it to the Fringe Festival, and it was very well received. It was a fantastic show, so funny. That is awesome. So who did you play? I played Dana Barrett slash Zool. You're Zool. I am Zool. Awesome. I'm actually wearing the Zool shirt at the moment. I'm Fantastic. Zool. Fantastic. There be no Dana, only Zool. Very important question. Are you yes. the gatekeeper or the key master? I am the gatekeeper. Mm-hmm. That's what I yes, That's I am I the thought. gatekeeper. And I I had, you know, the, the famous orange dress, you know, yes. the big hair. I had the little moment. They actually used a little back to the future jingle when I opened the door just to add a little extra geek into it. <laughs> nice. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Art thou the key master? It was it was pretty epic. I, I enjoyed that. <laughs> that is awesome. Mm-hmm. So tell me, I, I, I want to ask about the dog. Yes. Because there's a dog. Yes, that dog is Cleo. Hi, Cleo. It's, um, <laughs> she can't hear me. It's our producer, David Strauss, who also played Egon. It's his dog. Nice. Um, she actually played one of our terror dogs. So when Lewis and Dana become the terror dogs, oh yeah, we right, kind right, of right. backed off stage, and then you know we needed terror dogs to come out. So Cleo was a terror dog. That's awesome. I was the other terror dog. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Had you know, little ears you could, and claws, and yeah. you couldn't get a second dog. We actually had a second dog. Second dog showed up the first night. Couldn't get a second dog the rest of the run. So the rest of the run, Aww. it was me. So Cleo would come out and the audience would, aw. And then I would come out and everyone would be like, what? <laughs> but why? Yeah, why? yeah it kind of feels like you, need to go, you either need to go full dog or no dog, I think. I think so. But Yeah, that's but way <laughs> so. to go half dog, I guess. That's <laughs> what it works. So yeah, halfway there. So who played, who played Rick Moranis' character? Uh, Rick Moranis' character is played by my good friend Rob Del Medico. Um, if you're looking at the picture, can people see the picture? Or? Yeah, on YouTube. If they're Great. watching our YouTube, yeah. Awesome. Uh, he is the back row, the fifth one over with the goatee. Okay, gotcha. Uh-huh. Did he? Here's, did he do the scene with the party at his house? He did. It was just him and one person, though. But <laughs> yes, because okay, I that I think I know it's going to sound dumb. That's one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie. Do you know that his date in that is Casey Kasem's wife? Is it really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Little little Ghostbusters a little, fun fact a little there. Trivia for you there. Yeah, and actually, um, Rob, who played Lewis, played multiple roles roles throughout the show. He also played Peck, who is you know the asshole who mm-hmm. is like <laughs> oh Peck. There we yeah. go. Yeah, yeah, the asshole. There we go. Yeah. I was like Peck, Peck. I could, I could not find. But yeah, okay, there we go. Yeah, you know the guy they always call Dickless. You know, it's awesome. right, right, right. <laughs> uh, he also played Dean Yeager at the beginning. Nice. Who you know kicks them out of yeah. the school right, and then right, played right. like the hotel manager. He was he was jack of all trades. Like he was literally backstage changing as quickly as possible. It's just like same shirt, but just like okay, now I need a tie. Now I need a cravat. You know, just that's quick fantastic. Changes. So 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 the um so how hard was it to translate Shakespeare to translate Ghostbusters into, into the Bard's language? I mean, from a script standpoint, I can't really speak to that since That's we fair. took the script from people. But <laughs> I will actually say this is probably the easiest Shakespeare, not only to perform, but also to follow as an audience member. That because sense, yeah. most people were already familiar with the source material. And so it was just a matter of, you know, just following along with the plot. And, and it was very, it was very, it was Shakespeare light. Like we did not do a lot of iambic pentameter. I actually had the only iambic pentameter part in the entire show. Oh, wow. When I do like my big speech about, you know, what happened when, you know, I saw the dog in my kitchen and everything. Gotcha. Huh. Mm-hmm. So now, now it was, the response was good. It was so good. So tell us about that. 
So we had, um, initially we had seven shows. Um, we missed selling out our first show by only 11 tickets, and that ended up being the only 11 tickets we did not sell for the entire run of the show. Oh, that's from, awesome. Yeah, from that wow. point forward, we literally sold out every single show. Um, the festival runs from a Wednesday to, like it runs for about, I think, 12 days uh, in, until Memorial Day, so for like a week and a half, basically. And uh, that Tuesday of the festival, Mike Marinaccio, who runs the Fringe Festival, came up to us and found us after our show and gathered us all in the lot and was like, hey, guys, I just want to let you know you guys won Patron's Pick. Patron's Pick being they choose, um, they don't choose, but the two shows that sell the most tickets per venue, because there's about eight different venues. Right. The two shows that sell the most tickets get Patron's Pick, which means they get an extra show on Memorial Day which is awesome. So for our venue, we were the Aptoline Green. We were the green venue, which just kind of worked out perfect for marketing. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Um, so it was us and then um, uh, some friends of ours in a show called Meet the Replacements. So What was Meet the Replacements about? Uh, Meet the Replacements actually had uh, Steve Pugh playing, uh, which is an old friend of mine. He was playing... Um, the head of a family of robots that he created to be his family. I hate oh. it. Worst show ever. Yeah. <laughs> Liz is concerned She's about the robot. She's very anti-robot. I, 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 have, uh, a, 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 I am actually the lead of the resistance against the uh, robot overtaking. Oh. Uh-oh, because so. I'm often called an emotional robot. So. <laughs> well, we're well emotional robots versus real robots, that's a totally different Great. thing. Well, awesome. don't, don't get too attached to her, though, because Dan and I are going to sell her to the robot overlords the second they rise Great. up. Great, so yeah. it all works out. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, what was the, So what was the best part, though? What I mean... Was it was it finding out that you guys got patrons pick? I will say that was probably the big highlight moment where you know it really bonded us as a cast. You know, we all went to the bar at the Fringe Festival and you know did a round of shots and everything, and it was just a very great celebratory moment, a lot of camaraderie. Um, on top of that, we also um, Mike um, Matt Palm from the Orlando Sentinel had named us early on from the print Fringe preview. He had named us as one of the shows to watch, which definitely helped with our ticket sales and momentum. Sure, sure. And then about halfway through the festival, he l- released his list of best of the fest, and we were on that as well. Definitely also helped us. Uh, and then uh, our director Scott Browning, who was the genius behind so many of our great moments in the show. Like his vision was just absolutely impeccable. Uh, he actually won Critics' Choice Best Director for the entire festival. So. Wow, it's awesome! So, so you guys just won all the awards? Not all the awards. <laughs> there were a lot of awards we did not win, but we did very, very well. We were very happy with the reception we had. I've actually never personally been a part of a show that's had this kind of reception. It was kind of overwhelming as an introvert, but it was really <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so now you got, uh, but now it, it turns out that you were telling us before we started recording, this may not be our last chance. If we missed it during Fest, We are French hoping, Fest. yes, we're hoping to bring it back. There's been some talk about potentially doing something in Ocala. We don't really know yet, maybe around Halloween. And, you know, we're, all, we're definitely hoping to uh, bring it back to Winter Fringe if that becomes a thing. So Gotcha. So if so, you're going to let us know. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Because we're going to – I'm not missing it again. And I will let I you mean, know to buy your tickets super early. Yes. Because yeah, yes, so absolutely. many people, like all my coworkers missed the show. And I'm like, well, you know, I would feel bad. But, you know, I told you guys about the show a while ago. Right. <laughs> well, and I mean, I saw When Pigs Fly, which was wonderful. Uh, uh, it, was, it was great. I would have loved to go and see something for grownups. But, I mean, When Pigs Fly was also – uh, that's good. But yeah. I would, I want to see Ghostbusters. Man. Our show is <laughs> not really for kids. <laughs> Perfect. I don't really like my kids. We are definitely uh, the mature audience. <laughs> that's not true. I like my kids. Oh, I can't wait till they listen to these one day. Oh God, are, are you, I'm going to show them to them. Like here, listen to this. Uh, all right. Al's so, kids are right over there sitting on the couch. <laughs> 
That would let them sit in the room and make them go wait outside. (laughs) Not outside the room. I mean outside. Uh, We've got a lot more to cover here. So so Pam just has to get strapped in and join us. I know you're a huge car person. I'm just going to pour myself some more wine. There you yeah, go. you are. That, you can tell that Pam took quickly to the FGS model. She, she gets it. <laughs> she brought her own bottle of wine, which is, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to be just fine. You're going you're gonna to be just fine here. Uh, so on a This Week in Elon, Elon has announced via Twitter that he was planning on attaching 10 around, excuse me, around 10 rockets uh, to Tesla as a special ver- model of the Tesla. All right. So I want to. I want to propose an idea live on on the air here. Um, instead of calling this segment this week in Elon, I would like to change the name of this segment to "Is Elon Musk Losing His Freaking Mind?" <laughs> I think I think really it's is Elon Musk fucking with us. Elon <laughs> Musk. <laughs> Elon Musk hates money. Uh, <laughs> you took the f bomb. Damn it. Oh, that's okay. I think we're gonna go higher than that before we're done. <laughs> so, Good. So uh, uh, the but now the rockets. The rockets are going to be for cornering, braking, and acceleration. So they're not just like all like mounted at the back. They're actually mounted all the way around right, the car. Right, because rocket braking is what we need. Right. Well, I. I so the that closest sounds great for my vertebrae. <laughs> right. I feel like we're building a gummy ship in Kingdom Hearts here. You're not. You're not not doing that. The um. The, well, this is the, so if like this sounds like bow thrusters. Uh, so if you have a boat uh, that's in the water, and especially if it's a larger boat, <laughs> or else you, can, you won't uh, be out. <laughs> Well, it's it, it, it's important because these cars in space. The <laughs> river of chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> if we can have cars in space, I'm think Liz. So the bow thrusters <laughs> are small engines that are attached along the sides of the boat to help you move it kind of like forward and backward. I'm oh, sorry, uh, side to side, which is important for trying to dock because uh, mm-hmm. if the boat's really big, it can be really challenging to do that. Mm. Um, if you don't do that, then the rowers just have to keep on rowing. Al, how hard is it to um, steer a boat, especially if you're close to a shallow shore? You could kiss my ass. That's <laughs> been all day job. Uh, <laughs> I ain't got the time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, Love the, you. Missed you. Yeah. No. I'm definitely glad to be back. I don't regret this at all. <laughs> the my issue here though is that bathrusters don't work on a car because the car has wheels that only point in one direction. Yeah. So how think. does that? So I mean, do you have right. to be braking? And then it, also there's rockets because if you're accelerating and then there's rockets. Going the other direction. No, the, well, the I, rockets I, I, go. The rockets are all around the car. So if you're braking, <laughs> then it's like. Uh, Do all the rockets <gasps> go off at once? So the car the just ro- wait. Hold on. No, no, so the front <laughs> rockets launch so that it pushes you back. It decelerates. Or you. or or do all the rockets point down and go off at the same time? And then you've got Inspector Gadget car. Well, that's he actually teases in <laughs> his like in the tweet. He teased that maybe it would make it fly. Here's what I'm going to tell you right now. If, oh, he already said that the next one might fly. Yeah, he's been yeah, months ago. Have, we if, talked about that. If we don't get uh, the the car from Mask. I'm out. <laughs> Do you guys remember this one? This is for those of you who are not Vaguely. born in '81. Uh, the mask car. It was a cartoon show, and in the mask car, there was like I think suicide doors. I think is that what you call them? The yes. doors that lift straight up. Yes. Uh, and then they, and then right at the edge, with the bottom of the door, uh, were the rockets that then somehow that was enough to lift the car. Which now that I say that, think about that. Those probably aren't enough to lift an entire car. <laughs> the physics of that don't quite work out. There's probably another wait, 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 wait. An '80s cartoon was inaccurate with its physics. Oh. The, the the toys. Shame the devil. The toys were amazing. <laughs> toys were amazing. They were. Did you watch Mask? Of course. They were so amazing. I loved Mask. <sighs> anyway, uh, but yeah, cornering, braking, and acceleration. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a. And Gadget points out that the vehicle might not be street legal. I'm gonna go ahead and say yeah, yeah. No, I'm pretty sure open flames are really what? frowned upon. No. Um, Why? Well, maybe this will be like the next NASCAR. <gasps> now, th- electric now, cars with rockets. Now we're talking. Hell yeah! 
I'm yeah, here, I'm here for it. Yeah, because there's not enough explosions already happening in NASCAR. So but it's a Tesla, so they can be self-driving. So it's all programming. It's it's an e- the next. It's the esports of NASCAR. No, see, this is how we get. This is we're one step closer to the Hunger this Games, is... and I'm I don't like it. No, no, no. If the cars are com- are, are controlled remotely, yeah, then you can't. Then if they explode, nobody gets hurt. Right. So now you can have cars because you know what I uh, when I saw rockets, drone racing. My first thought when I saw rockets was wait missiles and no rockets, but what if we could put missiles on it? <laughs> <laughs> this is why this is why you're not. This is why we got kicked this out of Factor Studios because right. you kept abusing the lasers. It's true. They didn't even let me get near the missiles. <laughs> Factor, by the way, does definitely doesn't have a missile silo. Guys. They got tired of saying no, Al. For that. Definitely yeah. doesn't. <laughs> definitely have does a not. I definitely didn't. That's what no, I'm Al. You can't add lasers to your Tahoe. <laughs> That'd be so great, though. Just or his future minivan. Or his future <laughs> minivan. Don't judge. I love oh, my minivan. So much judgment. That's fine. Uh, I don't give a shit. I don't love my minivan. So anyway, uh, Tesla's make it rockets. Mm-hmm. That's what we. That's a big takeaway there. Rocket cars. Rocket car. Um. Up next, yeah. we have some. Uh, we have a little DC double header for you there. Mm-hmm. Double damn it, DC. Maybe uh, it definitely is a question mark on this one. I think that's that's what this has evolved into. Is it's become damn it, DC? Like we can't even figure out if what DC is doing anymore. is good or bad. Uh, they did a thing. So there's two pieces <laughs> to this. First, Diane Nelson, who was the chief, oh, what was president? So the president of uh, DC Entertainment uh, has stepped down. She's but she was on leave for several months and then has decided not to come back. Uh, she was dealing with some family stuff, mm. so didn't get any details there, which is fine. And um, the casting director from Justice League and basically everything uh, in the DCEU has been promoted to her spot. Oh. Well, the ca- that's fine. The, the casting, casting is fine. The casting fair. has not been the problem. Fair. No. no. Fair. The direction it's not Henry Cavill's hand. fault that Zack Snyder doesn't know who Superman is. It's that is not- true. It's not... God, he was so good in whatchamacallit. The Man from Uncle. Yeah. I want to say that it's not Jason Momoa's fault that it's not. he doesn't know that it's not Aqua Bro, but <laughs> it also might kind of be Jason now, Momoa's just fault. Just a little God, bit. he was pretty. You know, it's like just... So pretty. He's one of those guys where it's like... Shh, 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 shh. Yeah. <laughs> no words. No words. It doesn't even matter. Uh, <laughs> actually, but the initial... DC, the, a bunch of Warner Bro, DC staff have seen the, the initial stuff for Aquaman and they are ecstatic. They're through the roof excited about it. Well, they were excited about Suicide Squad, too. They were also excited about Justice League. Hey, Harley, oh. Harley Quinn was awesome. Harley Quinn was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're just yeah, going to yeah. leave it at that. And then there was a movie around her. Yeah. Well, there was... Uh, you know what? You know what? I think I, did, I, I had zero problems with Deadshot. Seriously? <laughs> I like Will Smith. <laughs> Deadshot is not a hero. He is a villain. And because he was played by Will Smith, they tried to make him... Oh, no, he's still a good guy at heart. They no. did make him too much of a good guy. They did. I know. Just, I just because he was played by Will Smith. That was yeah. not Deadshot. You didn't like Deadshot. You liked whatever weird character they had Will Smith playing. I just want to know, boom, hot How take. many times during Suicide Fair Squad enough. did Pam come in fuego. <laughs> fuego take. Fuego take with Pam. Uh, so anyway, so she's out. Also, Jeff Johns. So Je- let me tell you about Jeff Johns. Let me tell you about Jeff Johns. If you are not a comic book reader, you may not recognize that Jeff Johns is a goddamn genius. Right. Uh, there was, let me tell you what, what he did, that, where he did the automatic thing he did. So, jumping way, way back, Green Lantern, hmm. originally, his weakness was the color yellow. Right. Uh, so, a school bus absolutely stops him. Like, it was, 
It was Liz's mic. He's done. He's done. He's got oh, no. no. He's got no way to stop the color yellow. So eventually, the DC invented this weird reason as to why, and it was really convoluted for a while. Mm-hmm. And then Jeff Johns got a hold of it and created the 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 full lantern core, going across your entire Roy G. Biv thing going on here, uh, and explained all of these different colors and how they 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 lined up with different emotions and just. Took and there was this, different different rings and rangers for for each color and, right. and all that kind of thing. And the and took this really really weird idea and made it brilliant. And I got to tell you that run, that run of D, of Green Lantern, that storyline is one of the best comics I've ever read. Yeah, like it is. I mean, it's I don't want you can't compare it to something like the Dark Knight because that's obviously the one that everybody goes straight to. Yeah, and this is that's apples and oranges. And so that's that's not, Logan was very upset with me the other night because I don't have every color's oath memorized. <laughs> Oh, Lord. Well, he was like, Dad, what's the green one? I said, The green one. Then he's like, What's the yellow one? I'm like, I think it's this. What's the red one? God, let me Google it. Yeah. <laughs> That's why we he's have like, Why don't you know it, Dad? Yeah. I like the gray lantern. The green lantern sucks. No, Jeez. but see, the other thing. Normally, no. I would have agreed with you until I read what Jeff Johns did with this. It was that. I mean, it was, it was phenomenal. So Jeff Johns eventually got moved up to the Kevin Feige of the DC side. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then. And fell in love with Zack Snyder. Yeah. I think that's the problem. <laughs> it's the truest romance that we've that's, ever seen. Yeah. So. Uh, the romance that broke movies. Definitely so, a better romance than, you know, Lois and Clark. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so what's happening now is Jeff Johns is actually stepping down as the chief creative officer mm-hmm. of, uh, of, of DC and is now basically going to run his own production company. Yeah. That is basically doing DC movies. So basically, and he's never stopped doing comics this whole time. Now, I, I only know a handful of people who occupy uh, a C-suite level positions. None of them have time to write comic books. No, super but, no. Um, so Jeff getting out of that seat and going back to creating things, both on the comic side and then directing and or, or, or helping produce mm-hmm. uh, some DC movies and such, that's probably a really good move. Yeah. Um, and then we're putting up the, what's the guy's name who's taking him over? Jim Lee. Jim Lee. So Jim Lee is now moving up to the chief creative officer option, who's the other gentleman who's on our on our little graphics package there. Uh, so hopefully he doesn't suck. Well, Jim Lee is currently the uh, editor-in-chief, I believe, of DC Comics, and he's worked at DC and Marvel, and he's also genius-level comic book artist and, and writer. He's amazing. <sighs> Do we, did Kevin Feige I missed do, him at MegaCon. He wasn't at the booth when I stopped by. I was very upset. Does Kevin Feige do comics? Did he was he writing comics and coloring up? Did he, I believe so. I just don't know. Like being great at writing comics and creating comics and drawing does not make you good at like whatever. I don't even know how you describe what Kevin Feige does. <laughs> but masterminding the MCU is a different skill set than being able to write a comic book. Well, yeah, it's mm-hmm. a different translation of the art and well, and it requires a macro view of things right. that that not a whole lot of people have. You know what I mean? Like you've got to be, you got to be some kind of genius. We're gonna find out years from now that Feige was just winging it the whole time, <laughs> just like, well, no, he's just always been a movie guy. Okay, he yeah. started off on You've Got Mail and Volcano. Ooh, he yeah. definitely moved up. God, Volcano was so terrible. Good. You've Got <laughs> Mail was not any better. <laughs> like, like. It makes You've, you not like Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan together. Right. right. And you know how hard that is? It's very really hard. <laughs> You've got mail. Oh. Uh, so, yeah. So, let's see here. Did that cover all the stuff we need to cover about that? Yeah. yeah. Oh, but I think, I think bringing in Jim Lee is great. Uh, I'm a big Jim Lee fan. 
Um, hopefully, he'll have a slightly different vision for the future of this universe. <laughs> slightly. slightly different. Well, but don't for, but don't worry, folks. We Wonder still Woman have, is set in 1984. We yeah, still have that. We have <laughs> Wonder <laughs> Woman 1984. We've got... Big uh, announcement last week. You missed it. Yeah, no, I know. I saw. Uh, Wonder Woman, we've got uh, the Aquabra movie coming out. Aquabra. We've got at least one or two different Joker movies that have been greenlit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and apparently we... Matt Reeves wants a standalone Batman without Without Batfleck. Batfleck. Yeah. Ooh. Oh. Yeah. Shots fired? Yeah. Um, I would just like for Batfleck them to be able to, wants to be write women... Besides Wonder Woman, that aren't just like like the whole thing with Lois Lane just being like, I couldn't do anything when you were gone. You know, I was God, so destroyed. So and I was Lane. like, Are you kidding me? Write women better, right? Yeah, well, it's a shame too because you've got number one, Lois Lane. Learn from Joss Whedon. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. learn learn some things from Joss Whedon. Learn a lot mm-hmm. of things from not everything, not everything, but some yes. things from Joss. But the uh, uh, well, that's the thing because Lois Lane is not a okay a the, wimp. She's not a wimp. No. Not anymore. Her original iteration was a pretty standard damsel, but... Look, my theory is that Zack Snyder just pulled all of his inspiration from the Twilight movies... And oh, that was like yeah. his that was his like go-to source She's of like so oh Bella. obviously this is how women act <laughs> when their boyfriends die or slash disappear. <laughs> when their super powered boyfriends die or exactly. disappear. It's very specific. Yes. I'm trying to find two because the other big news that came out, um, Nightwing has been there's there's really strong mo- uh, rumors about the Nightwing casting. I'll look that up. You and talk. It's, it's all what is his name? You host the show. I'll it's look that up. It's the guy from um it was the really awesome martial artist in uh, Iron Fist, not Danny Rand. The, <laughs> the drunken master, yeah. The drunken master. Yeah, yeah. He's also the guy... The, the guy that they could have cast as Danny Rand. Who they absolutely should have yeah, cast as Danny Rand. And they Rand. passed over him. And uh, he was also in uh, Into the Badlands. Oh, yeah. Uh, Which, let me tell you something. Yeah. If you haven't been uh, watching some of that Into the Badlands, he that is, is some brutal... He is amazing, and yeah. he would be the mm-hmm. perfect choice. And there's been a lot of rumors, and he dropped a... Tweet that was seriously hinting at him doing it, playing Nightwing, and it just what's what's something Lee? I'm looking at ah, it. Wh- wh- why Lee, it. huh? It's why Lee, bro? Because that was his last name. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not trying to cut. Uh, I'm just okay, so you tell us who it is. But yeah, he just I I was so stoked. That is absolutely. And in any case, the director is also doing Dungeons and Dragons for Paramount. Mm-hmm. Because we need a movie about that. Wow, we, could, we need a good whoa, one. Whoa, whoa. I, I'd like a good movie about Dungeons and Dragons. It won't happen. I know. It won't. Yeah. It can. Am I the one that's? Am I the only optimistic one around here? No, I've played some Dungeons and Dragons, but yeah, yeah. I feel like it's really a difficult thing to put into a movie form. Just like it's so yeah. hard for them to make vi- good video game movies. Yeah. You know it's so though? hard to take a game and make it into a movie. You could, however, you could take. The, I would love to see a movie set in Eberron. I would lose my damn mind if they did a movie set. They need to approach it with that, like... What I'm seeing is that the uh, Nightwing movie may be delayed for five years or more. Okay. That's the most recent thing Just look up the cast of Into the Badlands. It's that guy. Yeah, okay. They they need to approach the uh, Dungeon Dragons movie like one of these... What's it called? Like a... Ah, virtual dimension things, right? Like, uh-huh. like it starts out with the players playing on a table and they get like sucked into universe. Like Jumanji. Jumanji. Like Jumanji yeah. style. Is, yes, exactly. They uh, need to approach it Jumanji style, right? And then you got some identifiable like actors, characters that you can put into like this yeah, right. fantasy world. Okay, I'm with There's you. There's a book series called uh, Critical Failures and it's <laughs> like that and it's very uh, that was okay. raw. 
It's funny. It was okay. Did you either read it or audiobook? I read it. I read it. Oh, no, no. Audiobook. That's one of those ones you got to do as audiobook. <laughs> Infinitely no, better. Uh, okay. Switching gears. Mm-hmm. Up next. Somehow, I'm confused by this. Somehow? Wait a minute. Why are you starting off this story this way? It's been highly successful. Yeah. Well, the thing is, so Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. It's the Shakespeare's Ghostbusters of the Tonys. <laughs> nice. Hold on, because nice. I didn't know that this was Al's take on this. Let's go. Let's go. We're going to go. We did, did a, you, we did a book review. Yeah, did you read it? Yeah. Of the script. No, I didn't read it yet. Okay, that's, that's why you feel that's why I'm you're positive just about it. Fiercely protective of anything Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I and also bad scripts in the hands of a good director can yeah. be amazing. Mm-hmm. Which is what this is. Exactly. Because this is all about staging. It's all about special effects, which is where we ended it on that. Yes. We said this was a really bad to read as a script, but yeah. with the visuals on stage, it could be much better. Yes. Which obviously it was. Yes. <laughs> well, do you think do you think that, that the Cursed Child was so disappointing to readers because they were expecting another novel? They were expecting an extension of the Harry Potter universe. And I, they literally It were was a lazy a extension of the Harry Potter universe. Well no, because of the way that it came up, the the, the producers came to JK and said, Hey, we want to write this thing, are you down? And she said, Sure, we can co write it. Yeah. Whatever. Mm-hmm. It's not like she was inspired to write this. It was just a thing. But the uh, the thing that I think a lot of people didn't like was they took the, one of the the uh, writing devices that people hated from the books and used that as the key device for this move this the show yeah the time turners the time turners the entire story oh yeah and, and if you hate time of, turners then you're gonna hate this show and and here's <laughs> a, not only that not only that but when I say lazy writing I mean the time turner was lazy writing yeah the other piece of it that was lazy writing to me is it does a whole the main characters in this one go back to Harry Potter's a uh, Harry Potter stories mm-hmm. and is interacting on the secret like outside s- stuff of the normal of what we, then they didn't turn any new ground they just went and retread old ground mm-hmm. and I'm like there is so much in the Harry Potter universe to explore I am ex- so excited for the crimes of Grindelwald mm-hmm. mm. but this thing was just mm. but it won five Tonys six Tonys six six best, six. best play best book mm-hmm yeah, that's what I thought was and best director, the strangest which, you know, one. Right, right. Yeah, best director I, makes don't sense. Forget lighting and sound yeah. lighting, design. sound design, orchestration, all of those make sense. The best book is the one that we're scratching our head about. Yeah, I don't. Maybe they got a different one than the one we got. That's all I got. <laughs> there were some other really fantastic plays yeah. this season that I, I have to imagine had better books than this. It just really that can be said almost any season, though. Yeah, I think it's because it's just popular, you know, mm-hmm. because it's it's such a spectacle. It is. It is. And I, you know, and I, if, if I would absolutely go see it if, if the show came to where I happen to be. Mm-hmm. But I don't. It was a rough year for traditional Broadway fans, I think, with Harry Potter and SpongeBob SquarePants. So many oh, things geez. are based off of TV and, and Mean Girls. And where are yeah. the I heard Mean ideas. Girls was awful, too. I, uh, I saw the. the a clip of, you know, the number that they did at the Tonys, yeah. and I was not impressed. And Ugh. Frozen was the other big one. Also Ugh. not impressed. Oh, <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. I my heart breaks for the for I the theater crowd. I, I mean, saw Rent on Thursday. We've been spoiled. At Dr. Phillips. That, if we want to talk about positive Broadway stuff, that was good. Oh, oh they brought the Parkland kids out during the uh, I don't the talk show. about it. No, 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 no. And they sang Seasons of Love. Extremely touching. And, and that girl amazing. blew out the audience I with her solo. I don't feel oh. any more emotions. It was so good. 
<laughs> Can you imagine being a high school student and singing a solo oh, on, the on the Tonys yeah. Yeah. and having the entire audience of all of this talent looking at you in awe? I mean, their jaws were on the floor uh, during the solo. Such it was a moment. Amazing. Good for yeah. her. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. So uh, okay, we're going to. But yeah, so the book was weird. That's all. Yeah. Uh, let's go ahead. Now uh, something you can get excited about. Holy, excited does not begin <laughs> to describe how I like. Dan looks full on. Uh, is, this, is this the point of the show I where am. we just kind of sit back and sip our drinks and let Al and Dan just like squeak out super hard for yeah, yeah. a good sure. 15 minutes? I'm good with that. All right. Uh, catch you later. You just got to make These just... Just are you guys not Spider Man? Well, no, I, no, Spider Man's great. But I'm not having the reaction that you guys are having on that side of the table. Right? Why don't you go ahead? My and, son's name is Parker. Why don't you go ahead and tell us about it, guys? So, so Spider Man into the Spider Verse. We discussed the little teaser trailer that came out. And yeah, I was like it was looking pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, the animation style. I was surprised they were doing it as a um, as a as an actual like releasing it in theaters. You know, yeah, like, feature length as, film, a, as yeah. a feature as a full feature like released in theater. I thought it was going to be like a direct to DVD or mm-hmm. a TV series or whatever. But I did not until this full trailer dropped. Uh, if you haven't watched it, pause the show and go watch it, please. It's only like two minutes long. Yeah, we'll wait. We won't though because you yeah. won't actually notice the time. Uh, <laughs> so, a um, couple things that I loved. Yeah. Uh, uh, we knew that Miles. We knew that was going to have Miles, but this is mm-hmm. this is Miles Morales' story. Yeah, and that makes it just a thousand times cooler for me. Well, I thought that's all it was going to be was a Miles Morales story. I thought this was going to be his origin story and just yeah. his first Spider-Man movie. But the fact right. that we've got Peter, yes, that and we've was got really cool. <laughs> yeah, Spider Gwen. They had Spider Gwen. That's when I oh, lost. Spider Gwen. That's when did I you, lost my damn mind. And did you notice the sketch that he was drawing in the beginning? No. He's drawing sketches. One of the sketches is the mecha suit from the Japanese Spider-Man series. Yeah. Awesome. So they are incorporating just every layer of Spider-Man that you can possibly get into this thing. And can we talk about Nick? Jo- I'm sorry, Jack Johnson or Jake Johnson? Not Jack Johnson. Very <laughs> different. Very different. Uh, it's like, wait a minute. Now I'm interested. <laughs> Jack Johnson. Damn it. <laughs> is Spider-Man making banana pancakes? <laughs> oh, I love that song. Uh, His bubbly toes help him climb the side of the building. They're better together. Jake Johnson, uh, Nick from New Girl, uh, <laughs> is doing mm-hmm. the voice of Peter Parker. Yes. Which, if you'd have told me that before I got to watch the preview, I'd have been like, I don't know about it, but... I love yeah. him. Yeah. Oh, no. Well, I know. I, I do, too. But I'm like, as, as Peter Parker... Ness, absolutely. Yes, as yeah. Peter Parker. As, as this Peter Parker, as a right. very specific... As an older... Take on Peter Parker. Yeah, yeah. I think almost any Spider-Man. I mean, I don't know because I well because you usually usually I prefer my my Peter Parkers. That's because that's gonna be a really weird sentence. I'm this is stop this is gonna get very yeah. uncomfortable. Yeah, very that's quickly. gonna be that's gonna be. He likes some young folks. Yeah, he likes some young. But normally, I, I like know, them a little quirky, a little awkward, and he does quirky and awkward fantastic. Absolutely, but, it, but he I, likes them fifteen though. I want I want <laughs> Peter Parker. I want Peter Parker in high school. Like I like that. That is a if really you're doing an origin. Peter the Parker. Origin story, yes, right, right, no, well, this, this works perfectly, though, because, because you've already got Miles Morales in high school, yeah. so Peter Parker being in a mentor role... And a little tired, and a little, and a little jaded. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. At that a point, little Jake, pudgy, a little pudgy. Yeah. Exactly. Jake Johnson's perfect. And that scene where they've got, they're sitting in the diner, where yes, just like, do you have, you have money? I'm not terribly liquid. <laughs> <laughs> that was just... That was so good. Um, <sighs> yeah, so this, I... And the animation style is... 
really interesting. Yeah. In a good way. It's beautiful. It's it's different than the stuff that we normally get nowadays. Yeah. Yeah, I I really prefer this over a lot of the stuff we've been getting. Let's make something that looks, you know, attractive and appealing. Oh my god, have you guys seen the new Thundercats? No. No, we're not we're no, I'm happy right now and we're not gonna talk about that. Okay. Um there's new DuckTales. Now that we can talk about. <laughs> now we made oh, all happy again. I could. But the, did you catch, there's this moment there when he's running, when Miles is running down the street, yeah. and you actually see little yellow uh, uh, speech boxes over his head. Yeah. yeah. I'm just a kid. Like, and it's so beautifully done. And the animation style and the choices they make are so interesting. I'm 100% in. And the music. The music was just awesome. Just everything yeah. about this. Yeah, it's fantastic. I, I'm very pleased. And it looked f- to me like this is obviously going to be 3D and in, like made intended for 3D, which right. is always better than yeah. altered for 3D. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. Was there anything that you anything jumped up for you guys now that we've finished uh, just freaking out all over the... No, I feel like you've covered most of it. Yeah. yeah. Although, although, can we just pause real quick? How awesome is DuckTales? So awesome. David Tennant as Uncle Scrooge. Mind-blowing. Lin-Manuel Miranda as Gizmo Duck. Yes. And just... It's perfect casting all around. Great animation. I love it. Absolutely. I love what they did with Hugh, Dewey, and Louie. Mm-hmm. And... uh, I mean, DuckTales uh, was my favorite as a kid, so I was a little worried. And then I saw the cast list, and I was like, this is going to be... Awesome am, and epic. And Don Carnage is going to show up from Tailspin. He's in an episode. We saw it. We oh. see. A, I mean, I, I think they already referenced uh, uh, Darkwing Duck was already in it. Like we're going to get. Mm. I still like quote a Tailspin line of his like to this day. Which one? The whole um, fired will. No, do not fire at Will. He is my first mate. Fire at the sea duck. Like, I still <laughs> quote that to this day. <laughs> oh, I love it so much. Oh, okay. It's a great time for cartoons. Oh, it really is. Uh, so let's talk about why Kathleen Kennedy is terrible at her job. <laughs> oh, um, so there have been... How do you feel about this article? Uh, this was, that, was, that was sarcasm, by the way. Uh, so this is coming, us, coming to us from Forbes. Uh-huh. Um but it actually has been like so. Here's what happened: Solo did terrible at the box office. No, Solo did not as great as the other Star Wars movies. But still, no, no, it is well. terrible. No, what? it like if total project. So total projected worldwide box office at this point is 312 million. Wow. Uh, it cost about 250 million to make, plus another 150 million in promotions. Yeah, yeah it's not great. Oh. Uh, it is currently it's currently ranking somewhere around Fifty Shades Freed. Oh wow! Ooh, ouch! Yeah, so it's mm-hmm. not doing great now. And, if, we, and we ranked it so high. If well, if and if I was, if I was, um, uh, if we did more political stuff, and I was interested in annoying, to, uh, I was willing to annoy certain segments of our population rather than keeping the open and loving attitude that we have on this show. Mm-hmm. I could point out that they finally got a, you know, a straight white male lead, and then the show, and then the, you know, after wanting it so badly, and then this movie did terribly, which might tell you something about the Star Wars fan base of 2018. But I'm not going to point that out. Uh, <laughs> instead, because that would go against a lot of what we're doing. Right. So uh, because this has basically lost money, a lot of people are saying that Kathleen Kennedy is in trouble. So <laughs> I, I want to back up here for those of you who might be concerned or excited by that and just kind of back up and set the bar here a little bit for you. Um, <clears throat> Star Wars is currently averaging, averaging an average Star Wars film uh, is 1.2 billion with a B <laughs> worldwide. Mm-hmm. They average that, folks, mm-hmm. 1.2 billion with a B. I don't think... 
I don't think... And that's th- before merchandising. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, that doesn't... Just film. Disney paid, what, what was it, uh, 500 million? For, for or, the franchise? Or Star 5 billion. Franchise? They paid 5 billion. 4.5 4. 4. billion. 4.5 billion. So they've made their money back. Yeah. And from here on out, Disney is printing money with Darth Vader's face on it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just, just all of oh it. Oh, my God. Oh, Disney made their money back way long ago, buddy. That's oh, yeah. true. Yeah. With all the merchandise and everything but else. Just, yeah. just based on movie sales. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. could extrapolate that. That's just... Yeah, so I don't think Kathleen Kennedy... who is, I'm sorry. Kathleen Kennedy is the uh, head of... She's the Kevin Feige of Star Wars. <laughs> she's the Kevin... Exactly. Um, and, and under her, uh, we she was responsible for all of your new Star Wars movies. So Force Awakens, Rogue One, Last Jedi, and Solo. And but she's episode. been around since Empire. It's true. She has been part of the production team at Lucasfilms since Empire Strikes Back, and I believe she's the longest tenured there. Probably, yeah. yeah. Doesn't that make her around for the prequels, though? She just went on a really extended vacation. (laughs) But she Um, wasn't in charge then. Fantastic. Lucas was still in charge at that point, but she was still a a producer at that point. She was in the background going, maybe you shouldn't. Okay. Are we going to? Well, I don't know. No, don't put George. Okay. They have no chemistry. Well, I guess that's all right. Oh, you're going to do a whole monologue about sand? I guess I'll just. Maybe she's the one who jumped in and was like, oh, yeah, Darth Maul. Let's do that. (laughs) Did you see the other Star Wars story? I did. So Lucas has come out and shared with us what episode seven through nine was going to look like. <laughs> Do you want to? I don't. I think. Did you finish the article? I did. I'll pull it up just to, okay. for accuracy's sake. So <laughs> basically, the idea was that we were going to get uh, on the microscopic level. Yeah, we're like, going to get really into midichlorians. Yeah, really into midichlorians. Yeah, they wanted to. He wanted Oof. to take that, and that was going to be the basis for seven through nine. I really would like to get another spinoff, just midichlorian, a midichlorian story. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, where's that starring? <laughs> Midichlorians starring Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's like that's your gold right there. All right, here, here's the quote on the next three Star Wars Get films. Jake Lloyd back in there. We were going to get into the microbiotic world, but uh, there's this world of creatures that operate differently than we do. I call them wills. W-H-I-L-L-S. Reference, by the way, in Rogue One. And the wills are the ones who actually control the universe. They feed the force. If I'd held on to the company, I could have done it, and that would have been done. Of course, a lot of the fans would have hated it, just like they hated the Phantom Menace and everything, but at least the whole story from beginning to end would have been told. I like how he's so, like, whitey and, like, (laughs) petulant about it. They're like, oh, they would have hated it just like they hated the Phantom Menace, even though it was the greatest movie of all time. Like, (laughs) make a better Star Wars film, over it, Lucas. Go take all of your money and just go hang out on the beach somewhere, dude. I I think George (laughs) Lucas has learned that uh, $4.5 billion doesn't buy you what you want. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Yeah. He well, just wants a, his uh, story I, back, right? If, if I mean, Metaclorians is what you want, but no, it doesn't. I think we've learned a valuable lesson, and it's a it's a it's a tale as old as time. Money can't buy Metaclorians, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, well, and that's I'm I'm, I'm trying to imagine like Terrible you guys were complaining about Force Awakens, <laughs> you guys are complaining about Last Jedi. How would you have felt if we'd gone microbiotic? God, oh. Oh, that's just, I liked Episode Seven and Eight. I loved Seven and Eight. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> oh, listen, the Last Jedi. People are so whiny about it. Like, it's not what I wanted. It's not what I wanted. I had all these expectations. Well, fuck your expectations. Sorry. No, you're fine. No, no, you're good. You're good. Screw your expectations. This is a great story. And I'm sorry. If you you were not blown away when when it hits light speed and goes right through the just... Yeah. And dead silence. 
dead silence and like no sound on it at all. Yeah. Oh my God. Just I'm getting chills thinking about that scene again. It was just right? so good. It was so good. Right. Now, I mean, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say that either one of those movies was without flaws. There was definitely better ways they to handle. They all were except Empire. Ooh. Mm. <laughs> we, we only have like a uh, limited amount of time sorry, sorry, sorry. to record uh, this show. Sorry, 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 but yeah, we can. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, the the the, the casino scene and 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 last night I could have been done better. I see what they were trying to do, but yeah. that definitely could have been done better. There's definitely areas where it wasn't yes. great. Um, I actually think that they. I don't know what they were doing with Rose's character. Rose looks like an amazing character that was, I think, kind of wasted, if I'm going to be honest about it. Yeah. Well, we haven't seen uh, her whole arc. She's right. got another granted, story coming. Granted, but overall, Last Jedi was one of the best Star Wars movies I've ever seen. Like, I, it outranks, it outranks a lot of Star Wars for me. Uh, anyway, okay. So anyway, so I think main the main point takeaway here is uh I think I think Kathleen Kennedy is gonna be just fine. Yeah. I don't she's gonna be alright. Yeah, I don't think I don't think I don't think Bob Iger over at Disney is like, oh, you had a misstep, maybe. <laughs> sort of. So that's it for you. <laughs> uh one point two billion, that's it. So um I do think she may bounce after nine though. Yeah. After episode nine. I wouldn't blame her. Right. I think at that point she's she's earned her keep. Cash uh, the check, man. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. <laughs> like, I think, I think she's good. She can go. She can go. I think she can go to Tahiti. She can right. <laughs> take a break. It's gonna be okay. Yeah, it's a magical place. Uh, <laughs> so that's uh, let's move Thank on. Thank you for going there. Absolutely. Uh, ne- up next, Mars's rover Curiosity. This being the one that has to sing itself happy, happy birthday every Why year. Why do we always have to bring this up? <laughs> <laughs> so this is the Mars rover that lands and uh, was never given a chance to go home. It doesn't have a way to go home and it doesn't know that. Um, well, it doesn't really know anything because it's not alive. But every year on its birthday, it plays happy birthday to itself. Uh, oh, that's so sad. Is that not right? the saddest thing that we bring this up so infrequently <laughs> on like the show? It's like real life Wally. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. So it's Has like, anyone sent the Mars rover a girlfriend yet? <laughs> Can't we? Send the Mars rover a girlfriend or a boyfriend. I'm not There's a Tesla Roadster on its way. Yeah. Nice. They can, be, they can hang on. Anyway, so uh, the Mars rover discovered what may be uh, the building blocks for life uh, that are something around 3 billion years old. Uh, and it found it in this section of Mars that's known as the Gale Crater, uh, named, of course, after Gale, who was uh, one of the NASA engineers, and uh, she was the one who found the hole first, and so she named <laughs> it the Gale Crater. Um, Better than so, Gale's hole. That's true. <laughs> that's actually what some of the guys wanted, but luckily the HR department said that wasn't allowed. Jesus Christ, so. guys. Can we get back to the building blocks of life? <laughs> I completely got <laughs> um, I have nothing. I've got nothing. <laughs> I just wanted to make up where the Gale Crater came from. Yeah, Liz, Liz Eli uh, killed me. <laughs> he did. He had to make it. He had to make it dirty. <laughs> he took it one step too far. That's my job. Uh, so the Gale Crater, uh, they have determined, was probably habitable around 3.5 million years ago. Uh, but which, just the crater, not the entire planet. Well, they haven't. They haven't <laughs> confirmed whether the whole planet would have supported life. Uh-huh. But I mean, there are parts of. Um, there are parts of Earth that don't really support life. So can you well, do so. yeah. can you do our listeners and also me a favor and define the building blocks of life? So it's tiny it's tiny pieces of of, of biology of, of biological matter like so like so single celled oh. yes exactly <laughs> there it is exactly it <laughs> came you. full circle <laughs> and, <laughs> and hit me in, in the it. back of the head. <laughs> uh, so. 
Yeah. The um. So yeah, but there. So about. So the, at that point, that particular section of Mars was able to support life, much like an early Earth was. And as we know, Earth eventually sprouted life, and that's why they've been regarded as a bad move. So <laughs> the um, the. Fair. So the Gale Crater. Uh, so the, the the thing about this is, however, they haven't determined whether or not this was a, a natural geological occurrence or if this is actually reminiscent. The thing that would make it especially interesting here is that Mars isn't currently terribly hospitable. No. So if these little building blocks of life pieces, these little tiny pieces, pieces of biology, have managed to survive in the Gale Crater for three point five million years, that uh, or million or billion million billion billion Aren't they fossilized billion years. Um, well, but they, 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 they weren't worn to the certain, like the sands and the storms mm. and the things didn't completely expose them and wreck them. Gotcha. Uh, that, that actually in and of itself was a pretty interesting find. So, um, what this basically means is we actually may have had uh, an entire civilization that came and died on Mars before we ever got here. Or at least that's where octopus come from. Um, uh, also that. That actually would make sense. Octopi, yeah. if you will. Sure. Octopus is really cool. <laughs> They're insanely cool. They can fit through anything as long as their beak fits through it. And they're right. they're incredibly smart. Also, like, did you know they had beaks? Like the whole time. They can open jars. They can open jars from the inside. Have you from ever seen that? From the inside. Yes, actually. My kid decided he was big into octopus all of a sudden. Octopi. Octopi, whatever. <laughs> uh, it's from Minecraft. So he was like, now I want to watch all these things. So we showed him multiple nature documentaries on octopus. I, octopi. Octopi. <laughs> I guess that's true, because the other way this would go would not be okay. We're going to go with octopi. Definitely octopi. Um... <laughs> I don't know. Definitely octopi. <laughs> okay. so What's cool. next? So cool. Life on Mars. Yeah. yeah so that, was like, that was great. Eli, get us out of here. Uh, all right. Up next. So we have an update then on the uh, Fox Disney merger deal. So we're watching this because if uh, Disney buys Fox, then the, the X Men and the. Um, Fantastic Four and all of their company accoutrement are allowed accoutrement. to come. Accoutrement are allowed to come back and join the MCU. Hooray! Um, however, Comcast uh, not that and hundreds that. <laughs> hundreds of jobs we lost. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so there's a whole bunch of other things that go into this deal, but uh, Comcast now is now eyeballing it and is basically making a giant cash donation. Or sorry, d- uh, <laughs> donation donation. Ooh, making a giant cash trying to make purchase the whole thing in cash. So the this was originally this originally got nixed because uh, it was there was concerns over antitrust issues, which is where the Warner Brothers and um, uh, Warner Brothers and Sony, no the Universal. Warner Brothers parent company A- oh, Paramount. Uh, no, 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 no. Is, um. Comca- is that Comcast? No. AT and T was trying to merge with. Um. Oh, I see this one. The one thing I didn't write down was uh, a stupid thing. I, I, I know I, what you're talking about. I just about read about it today. It's also. Come on! It was uh, it's cent- not CenturyLink, Bright House. Uh, what, what name another one? Sprint. No. Verizon. No, no. Media company. Oh, I'm trying to look. I'm Media conglomerate. Oh, it was AT and T and Time Warner. Time there Warner. There it is. AT and T and Time Warner were looking to merge. Uh, they, they they are merging. Now they are merging. Well, there yeah. was they were waiting on a ruling because there was antitrust issues with that, mm-hmm. similar to what they were looking at with the 20, 21st century Fox and Comcast. One of the things that put that put that deal in the back burner. Yeah. But since judges have greenlit the um, corporate America AT and T, yeah, the AT and T Time Warner merger, then now the chances that the 21st century Fox and Comcast merger would be able to go through as well. So. 
Comcast is currently offering more money than Disney is. They're at $65 billion right now. Right. And we'll see what Disney has to say about that. Uh, I should mention, just in case anybody's confused on this, the X-Men have nothing to do with this merger. Like, it's that is a footnote in this whole deal. Like, yeah. there's not as much money as these Marvel movies are making that's just peanuts compared to the amount of money that is involved in the other sections of this deal. So... Uh, but we are currently at a spot where uh, antitrust concerns do not rank high with this particular administration. And so. now, <laughs> remember, the Fox uh, sale is not their sports or their news. Right. Right. It is only the movie studios, correct? Well, the movie studios, movie studios a bunch of televisions. Anima- movie studios, animation studios. Television. All of their television stuff, aside from uh, the news and the sports. Like okay. Yeah. All of, so that's all of your all of your Fox shows. Yeah. Like Brooklyn Nine-Nine, for example, which okay. got, got all, the, all of your... That's not on Fox anymore. No, but all your entire Seth MacFarlane animation block. Yep. Yep. Uh, it's not, but I did just start rewatching it on Hulu. And God, I just love that show. It's so, so good. It's just so good. Like Brooklyn Nine Nine and Community hold like all, like they're almost the same ranking in my heart. So good. And it Ooh. makes sense now that Lauren Michaels will be involved. You know. <laughs> yeah. It just fits. Yeah, it really does. Uh, so anyway, so that's what's that's what's going down there. So we're waiting to see what happens next. Um, this really, I mean, just just in case, just in case we're all clear, just stepping outside of the geek thing for just a minute. This is not a great. This is not great news for anybody who does not currently have a very large office in the corner of a high rise. Yeah, right. So <laughs> if you're if you're wondering, will this be great for me? Maybe check uh, when you go to work. See if your office, if you have an office in the corner of a high rise. If so, then yeah, you're gonna be great here. <laughs> Otherwise, no, you will not come out better for this thing. <laughs> Unless Other- that high rise has the word "fox" on the outside. Yeah. In that case, you're screwed. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, you're still gonna get paid. Um, but yeah, so they're gonna be yeah. So that's I mean, all of these mergers eventually end up doing bad things for people that live farther down. That's just kind of the way it works. Mm-hmm. Uh, Merger and murder—they sound a lot alike. Uh-huh. <laughs> so that's gonna be that piece. Last thing we've got here on this thing. Oh, we got a lot. Oh, we did a great time though. Yeah, we yeah. covered a lot real quick. Uh, up next, the last thing: the Bum- shape of Transformers trailer. <laughs> <laughs> the Bumblebee trailer dropped. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the shape of motor oil. <laughs> so. <laughs> So let's let's get to that in a second. Fifty let's Shades of Yellow. <laughs> oh, Green Lantern won't like that. <laughs> um, Excellent. So here's what happened. Um, we had talked before about how they were going to make a Bumblebee movie, to which I believe I can speak for all of for geek's sake and saying, "Huh? Why?" Uh, Actually, I think, I, think, I think the official statement was. Something along those. I think it's very similar to that. So the this is apparently a prequel to our Transformers things. Yeah. This is the Hobbit to the uh, uh. to the the Lord of the Rings that was the Transformers. Oh, okay, oh, I uh, can I bring up can I can I bring up a pain point? There's so on many. The, Which on, the, on the on the on the front end here, mm-hmm. and I might need you. Got a pain you, point in the front end. I'm going to pain point in the front end. I'm I <laughs> might need you. I might need you to school me on some Transformers knowledge because I've done this before where I've ranted about something on the show and I've been very wrong. Mm-hmm. But why? We love that. But why is in the prequel Bumblebee a different car? Because like, he can change cars. He can change cars. Okay. All right, that's all I needed to know. So yeah. what happened? So we so they actually, showed it in the first uh, documentary subdued. with uh, Shia LaBeouf. The first documentary. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the each Hollywood When he was story. complaining about not having a nice enough car, it scanned the other cars. It went by and it changed. Okay. Right. All right. So it actually okay. starts out as a little so yellow already, beetle. We've already done that. Okay. Right. Good. All right. That's just wanted to make because I was like, I don't, I don't understand other. And in the Transformers cartoon, they they learned that you have to have like a special module, and it's close to their throat. 
And that allows them to scan any vehicle uh-huh. and then transform into it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. This has been a very interesting. Dan, what was, uh, what is, in the comic books, what is Bumblebee's original vehicle? No clue, dude. I don't know. <laughs> no, he's no, he's always been a yellow beetle. Okay, so he, the original comic, he is a beetle. Yeah, well, the original cart, like, the original cartoon, cartoon. Series, okay, he's been a yellow all beetle right, right. forever. Yeah. Cartoons, I can't. The, the comic books, I can't speak to. Well, okay. the cart, yeah, but so and and all right. So I wasn't. <laughs> I was not convinced that what this world, that what this universe needed, was a uh, Bumblebee prequel movie. <laughs> After watching the preview, I want to reassert that what the world needs is not a Bumblebee prequel movie. But this doesn't look terrible. I mean, yeah, but she's going to fuck that car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a new genre now. Pam, Pam, why did you lose your thoughts on the trailer? I mean, are you prepared for that, Al? I'm going to ask Pam about her thoughts on the trailer, please. We why? haven't heard enough from Pam tonight. Well, why are we asking for my thoughts? I kind of agree with Dan. It, yeah. She's totally going to fuck the car. <laughs> Damn. In the water, literally in they the even water. Show it in the yeah. This preview. is it definitely has the shape of water yeah. all over it. Um, she's got a I cute nickname I for him. I can't wait until the scene comes out where somebody's like, "Oh, we gotta take the car and we're gonna kill him." She's like, "No, I I'm love just waiting him. for the awesome, like weird artsy dance number that's gonna follow, <laughs> and it's gonna be fantastic. It's gonna be silent, and then she's just gonna start singing for no reason, and then they're going to dance together, and it's gonna be beautiful." <laughs> You're gonna make some pottery together. Yes. Fair Villa can capitalize on this marketing wise. Absolutely. That. Yellow vibrators. Got hey, it. They oh. do it with the Marvel films. The, the Bumblebee. <laughs> okay, but There's if you can get one, you can get one. one. I like it. I'll bumble it, your bee. No, I don't know. But I'll buzz. Lo- but then it looks like a car, and then you press a button, and then it turns into a vibrator. It's brilliant. It transforms. It really is the full wait, wait, boyfriend experience. A real, real sized car? Hang on. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Seems excessively. <laughs> That's patreon.com slash for geek's sake. <laughs> oh shit, I don't have a joke tonight. <laughs> Guys, keep talking. I'm going to text I, my mom. <laughs> That's no, but if you like Iron Giant, you like a Herbie. I feel like and you mash, like Shape of Water. Mash them up and Shape of Water. It's <laughs> the love story that's been missing from the previous Transformers movies. No, it is. No, you're right. Because what, really we, what we needed was some interspecies. Yes. Yeah. That's and up until this point, they've been marketing this as like John Cena's Transformer movie. And you see his face the for trailer. like a quarter of a second. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's one cut that shows his it face. He plays like angry general man. Maybe yeah. he's the guy with a video camera in the corner. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I just hope at some point he goes, is this a Transformer? Like Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> hey, guys, I think we got a Transformer. <laughs> okay. They can't gonna... see me. What's wrong? Uh, that was bad. Sorry. Was that your I mark? take that back. Was that your Marky Mark impression? <laughs> wow. No, 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 no. I want more of that. No. Let's no, do it again. Wait, lightning, you... lightning doesn't strike twice, Liz. No, it doesn't. <laughs> okay. So that's, um, that's the Bumblebee trailer. Watch it for yourself so you can discuss... With yourself. See that on the screen? That is our logo. Mm-hmm. That means wrap it up. <laughs> yeah, let's let's do let's, this here. Let's do uh, Liz's mom. Or, no, um, no, no. No, first, first we have to we do JLMO. Yeah. yeah. It's a tradition, though. Every week we say, let's oh, do Liz's mom. We get it wrong because mm-hmm. there's new segments. It's now a new bit. It's its yeah, own yeah. bit. It's a bit within a bit. It's I have a, notes that have it in the right it's order. A, it's okay. a bit bit. Uh, next, <laughs> we're going to do our book recommendations. Coming to, coming to you, sponsored by JLMO. Uh, make sure you check out the McShane Murder Mystery Murder Mystery miniseries <laughs> available on Ken, on Kindle. Uh, book five is done, and we're waiting on book six. And How much rub have you had? Not enough. <laughs> uh, so for this week, I actually have a book that I'm going to recommend, Six-Gun Tarot uh, by R.S. Belcher. 
So Six Gun Tarot is a I'm I'm a, so I'm a huge fan of genre mashups just in general um, and music and 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 pop culture just everything uh, and food actually I really love mm. I had this taco oh, fried Christ chicken sake. in it and it changed my goddamn life. Where it was, was in it San from? Antonio. That where was amazing. it from, Al? Where'd you it have was. a taco, Al? I was Did you tell Waco that you had another taco? I, Fried chicken taco? Yeah, like the little, and it was, it was perfectly done. And it was called uh, Torchy's Tacos in San Antonio, uh, which is where I was. And that Are thing, they the best damn tacos in San Antonio? Yo, absolutely. <laughs> There's this other taco place that takes the chicken and makes it the shell. I swear to God, dude. So Six Gun Taro is a mashup of Western and uh, kind of a supernatural horror touch to it. So... Um, it's actually a great example of, of, of when you start smashing gender uh, genders. Nope. <laughs> genres. <laughs> genres together. So it's smashing genres together. Uh, so it's been if you like the old if you like a western with a bit more of a supernatural feel to it, it's really good. It was actually a little too uh, supernaturalized horror for my taste. It was just a little bit out of there. Uh, but it was a I mean great solid pacing, really interesting characters, overall a really fun read. So that's uh, Six Gun Tarot by R.S. Belcher. That's my recommendation for uh, this week. Did I buy enough time to well, get a joke? Is that yeah. your recommendation? Oh, yeah. Yes, our, that's the FGS recommendation. Okay, there we go. Mm-hmm. I forgot I had a couple stacked from last week. That's what she said. Oh, I was going to go with I had that in college. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Maybe your sex tape? I'm really glad we're all adults here. Maybe your sex tape? Oh, that's a, that's a Brooklyn Nine-Nine joke. Yeah, oh, there it is. Um, you know what the greatest thing about Liz's mom is? She makes apocalypse jokes like there's no tomorrow. Nice. And it's your mom like joke, it. which is totally relevant. <laughs> yeah. High five. Snap twice. Uh, that is <laughs> patreon.com slash for geek's sake. You can also check us out on Facebook on our website at yeah. forgeeksake.org. You can check us out on YouTube, on uh, Instagram. Are you doing anything with the Instagram? Is there an Instagram thing anymore? Uh, there is one. I don't have it. Okay. Instagram. We have an Instagram. All right. I mean, you could take pictures of us doing this thing and post them, right? Yeah, totes. Of like our food. <laughs> that seems pretty popular. <laughs> Isn't that what Instagram's for? Just pictures yeah. of your food? Yes. Right. Well, we already have like hours of it's, footage of Liz it's, eating. It's so. just going to be a picture of a, of a euro every week. <laughs> so, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like mushed, mushed in and with bourbon chicken every week. Right, there we go. So yeah, <laughs> the euro and the bourbon chicken together. And then, and then a Rice Krispie treat with M&M's on top mm. of it. Fortune cookies. Fortune, fortune cookies, cookies with terrible fortunes. Uh, let's do some shameless plugs, Eli. Uh, I pass. All right, Liz. Oh my God, I actually have a few. I'm never prepared for yeah, shameless plugs. I apologize. Do, I have a few also. Oh, I'll do yeah, 17 every week. I give so you're Pam totally good. my shameless plugs. All right, cool. there, there we go. go. All right, so screw generous. you, Liz. Pam, go wait, ahead. No, no, what? No, I, I, no, I literally no, no. just said I have a few. I know, but you have to wait because now Why? Pam goes That's first. That's fine. Wow, okay. So um, Eli, Eli was first. Eli gave it to Pam. That means it's Pam's turn. Those right. are the rules of shameless plugs that I've just made up. I'm so right. sorry. <laughs> it's fine. We just ignore him. Uh, I'd I'm like still to bitter about my legs. A couple of plugs, because um, I'm going to kind of do shout outs to like all of the badass women in theater that I know and what they're doing, because I don't really have anything coming up. All right. Uh, my friend Darcy Ricciardi is on a podcast called Fort Fritz, which is awesome. It's like if you like horror stories, scary facts, and spooky radio plays. This is the podcast for you. You cool. can listen to them on iHeartRadio, Lipson, Stitchers, Breaker, iTunes, and YouTube, or follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Are we on iHeartRadio? Uh, <laughs> wait, like am I in charge of this stuff? Yeah. Ah, oh, damn it. All right, go ahead. Um, I'll, I'll take that list and try to make us as good as that podcast. <laughs> 
Uh, my friend Carol Palumbo, if there's any parents or kids listening, she is a counselor at a summer camp at Breakthrough Theater. They're doing something called I Hate Shakespeare, so kind of a little throwback to my earlier thing. <laughs> uh, you can get tickets for that or information on the summer camp at BreakthroughTheater.com. That's Breakthrough Theater with an R-E at the end of theater. Oh, thank you for uh, yeah, because I of thank course. you for specifying. That. Yeah, there's That's... there's a there is a very specific difference. Um, uh, my friend Jolie Hart is currently in Mad Cow Theater's uh, production of Fun Home, so go check that out. MadCowTheater.com, also R E, and then um, the our, my producer from Shakespeare's Ghostbusters. Just kind of big news for her. Hardly Working Productions is taking William Newkirk's award winning drama award-winning drama Miss up to Boston for a run. So that's oh, very, that's very really exciting. Cool. So if anybody's in the Boston area, go check out Miss. I believe it's coming in August. That is fantastic. So lots of plugins, And then hi to my cat, Penny. <laughs> <laughs> hi, Penny. Hi, Penny. Meow. I don't know Penny, Meow. and I already love Penny. <laughs> uh, all right. That's now it. you can go. <sighs> you guys haven't heard me talk about roller derby in such a long time. I am mm-hmm. playing the derby this weekend. Nice. Oh, are you? I'm games? spotting with um, one of our, I guess you would call them our sister leagues. So we've got the Thunder City Derby Sirens. They're out in DeLand, Florida. Um, so I will be playing with them on June 16th out in the rink at DeLand. So it's about an hour away from Orlando. But if you're bored and you feel like coming out and you have not yet come to see about me, 15 play minutes derby, from Sanford. So. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, come check it out. Uh, doors are at 4.30. Cool. Come see the Derby. I also have another podcast recommendation. Um, I recently discovered a podcast called Terrible Thanks for Asking uh, because I actually started listening Love to Unladylike. Did you like it? I did. And so they recommended Terrible Thanks for Asking, which is actually a very kind of like real and heartwarming podcast that is centered around people just kind of turning like their really bad situations into like funny anecdotes and like making light of the bad stuff that they've gone through. And it's kind of a place to like, not really commiserate, but be like, Hey, let's just all laugh at like the terrible shit we've gone through together. So, okay. If you're in the, uh, misery loves to laugh with company realm, check it out. It's a pretty good podcast. Awesome. Mr. Benoit. As always, you can find me at EpicEventsOrlando.com for all your DJ needs. Um, and uh, let's see, I had another one. Oh, uh, Risk, one of my favorite uh, podcasts, is coming to Orlando. I'm looking up the date. I don't see the date. I'll get back to you on that. What's, risk, what's risk about? Risk is a story. T- it's actually kind of similar. You, you inspired me just now, Liz. Uh, it's I inspired a, someone. Uh, it's a storytelling podcast where people get up on stage, open mic kind of style, and tell a story. Um, it's usually got a theme, like horrible choices, or okay. drugs. I'm or here for it. Whatever. I'm into it. How do I go tell a story? Because I've got so many horrible choices that I could share. <laughs> One of the guys same. from Kids in the Hall. Totally their, their names are Dan and and Tom and <laughs> Harry. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, I just uh, oh, I wish I'm I not gonna call names. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> One of the guys from Kids in the Hall uh, hosts it. And uh, mm. it's it's a lot of fun. So check nice. out Risk. That's with R I S K with an ex- exclamation point. Not to be confused with the board game, right? Right. <laughs> uh, a podcast all about how you just absolutely can't take Russia in the, the wintertime. and the Ukraine is weak. <laughs> do you have any plugs, Al? I do. Oh, I've only. Oh, does he ever? Calm your ass down. <laughs> uh, so first, I'm gonna just go ahead and just I'd tell you about this oh, book series about a grown man wizard. My bad. It was this past weekend. They were in Orlando. Aww, Aww. 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 
What a waste wow. of a shameless plug. So, <laughs> wow. so, so check out um, the podcast. It's good. I am uh, so I was a huge fan. If I could just get Super Dad again for you guys, uh, I know you guys missed it when I when I go Super Dad for you, like you do. Uh, the Diane Reem show was amazing, and I loved it uh, on NPR, and it went away because Diane Reem's eventually retired. Uh, and I've been searching for one that had a format that was good because what they put on in place of it was just mm. not good. But Radio Times uh, is the podcast that follows the exact same format. As a matter of fact, you'll recognize the host because she actually filled in for Diane Reams on a whole bunch of stuff. So if you're looking for intelligent, uh, impartial review of current events and like with an in-depth, intelligent discussion, Radio Times, check it out. Uh, that was actually really good. Have you, have you listened to Fresh Air? Yeah, she gets on my nerves. Okay. <laughs> I'm just curious. <laughs> she, she does. She gets on my nerves. Uh, every once in a while, she's got some decent folks on, but for the most part, no. Uh, also, and this is just a really minor one, more bragging than anything else. Uh, my kids, so we, we do we do pizza. Uh, I want to. I'm, I'm going to say we do it once a week because it makes me feel better. And my kid always gets to pick what we. Oh, so we usually what we watch. And he actually went and asked for Avatar: The Last Airbender. <gasps> uh, and we'd already watched the whole thing from beginning to end. And then he came back around and asked for it again. Favorite cartoon um, ever. Right. So I'm going to use that as an inspiration to go plug Avatar: The Last Airbender again. Yes. Because. Okay, I'm glad that this shit, led into a plug because I was like, wait a minute, you're gonna have to get on Patreon and start donating right? if you want your own segment called Al plugs his kids. Al plugs. <laughs> <laughs> so we want to thank everyone once again for listening. <laughs> Pam, thank you so much for wasting an evening with us, uh, folks. Make sure you also check out our coverage of E3, which will feature at least some of the people in this room breaking down all of the news from E3. Uh, that'll be some of the news. Some of the news. Yeah, yeah it's true. not done yet. There's so. a lot of mope. That's, that's true. Uh, at least where, as far as we've gotten on all the stuff from E3 so far that we want to talk about. Uh, and make sure, that, of course, you check out Dreams of Delos. Drops uh, for Rest World for the next couple of weeks. And again, you know, we'll just give another another big thank you to Nixie and to Nixie, uh, Nixie and Grace over at There's No Place Like Tara for coming in and, and taking up uh, and doing a better job than me. That's, a, uh, that's a Stargate First Watch Rewatch podcast. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. That's right. All right. So that's going to do it for us. Until next week, this is Al Sterling saying, if you aim to cheat the devil... You owe an offering. Pause. Pause. I press the button. It says it's playing. I'm just That's not even our theme song. Are you? This is awkward. Are you sure the Are you sure you got the right thing up? Are we? And there he goes. Bye everybody. Dance party. 